0: You are listening to We Are Still Hungry with Paula D. Atkinson and Amy S. Bridges.
1: Hi, y'all. Hey. Hey. Hashtag Quarantine Life. Quarantine! uh, We Are Still Hungry, episode 124. I am Paula D. Atkinson. I am Amy S. Bridges. Welcome. Welcome. Is this week 78 of quarantine? We just finished week 6. That's so crazy. Six weeks of this monotonous bullshit. It's really insane. Yeah. And so it leads us to our first question, hungry babies. Yeah. Yeah how's your sanity? <laughs> How y'all doing? I think it's um, mild to moderate. Yeah.
0: Much like a lot of people's eczema.
1: Uh-huh. Mild, mild, moderate. mild to moderate. moderate. To your eczema. Mild to moderate depression. Mild yeah. to moderate.
0: Totally. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's just weird. I feel, uh, I think I said this last week that I feel like I've hit my stride professionally, Uh huh. which is great. That's I feel great. that makes me, that makes me feel much better about A lot of, you know, Miss holistically, I feel better. Um, Personally, not so much. (laughs) You and I were talking about this earlier that we, like, all I do is look forward to the weekend and then, like, today is a Saturday. All week I was like, Saturday's gonna come and I'm gonna get some shit done and I'm gonna clean the house and I'm gonna go get an oil change and I'm gonna, and then I got up and I was like, I can't do any of that. I have to, I have to be still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same. I have a lot of clients right now and I see clients all week and I'm like, oh my God, the weekend will be so great. Carlo is so cute. He's like, you're done. It's the weekend. And I'm like, yay. And then I'm like, wait, I ain't got, I ain't got shit to do. I've got nothing to do. Still in my house. Yeah. Yeah. I ask all my clients like to do scale of one to 10 for me, which is like the most therapisty thing in the world, but like- yeah. On a scale from one to ten, where do you see your sanity level right now? yeah, um, and I say it in that voice specifically <laughs> uh and yeah, everybody's around at like five to six, yeah, I feel like it comes in waves like i'm I'll have a good day, it's like good day, bad day, yeah, and not even bad, like it's not horrendous, it's just um it's just a little dark, yeah,
0: it's just um, I mean this is a very uh uh, very common depression symptoms, so it's one that I'm extremely familiar with, um, but it has been very interesting for me to see non-depressed people uh-huh. to experience the same thing, which is that nothing's really wrong. I'm just not excited or hopeful or jazzed about anything. I'm not motivated. I'm not inspired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then my non-depressed friends are trying to explain that to me, and I'm like,
1: girl. <laughs> I, got, I it. got you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Got I got it. it. I got it. I know that feeling uh, all too well. Yeah. I feel- so, You know what? I've been starting to interrupt. What yeah. I've been doing is um, <laughs> makes me a complete asshole, but I've been. <laughs> Please. Doing it back to them, which is give them shitty advice. Like, you know, you should just like, get up at sunrise and watch the sun come into the earth. Like, it's literally impossible to be depressed if, and do that. Have you tried meditation or yeah, journaling? Try that. <laughs> yeah. Just drink plenty of water. <laughs> and just you know, I think the best thing you can do is just wake up and choose to be happy. Have you tried healthy fats? <laughs> I feel like some healthy fats. It's good for your brain. People don't understand. They're not getting the sarcasm, and <laughs> getting them. Uh, one friend was like, "No, I'm all set. Like, I don't think getting up early would help me." I'm like, "Bitch, you don't know." <laughs>
1: You don't know that I'm, like, doing the thing back to you? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I think it's um, – Carlo and I were talking this week. It's, like, uh, nothing is happening and everything is happening, totally. right? Like, my day-to-day is very the same. Um, but outside of this, my apartment, like, a lot of shit is going down. So that's a very strange feeling to be, like, bored and existentially anxious about the state of the world at the exact same time is yeah. a weird feeling.
0: That's a really good. Um, that's a really good thing to highlight. I feel that same way, and especially because I've made a an effort to turn off the news and any you know like the Washington Post is <laughs> providing all of their COVID content content for free, so it's not behind that paywall. Yeah, um, which means that they're like sh- putting it right up in my face. Yeah, it, like I, I was reading some article that I clicked through not because of COVID; it was something else. And then I got, I got to the I'm on the Washington Post app and then it's all of a sudden it's like um, young middle-aged people are uh, dying from stroke. COVID oh, stroke, And I'm like, well, great. I already have high blood pressure. I already can't maintain like a healthy anxiety and sanity level. Right.
1: I was like, oh, cool. I mean, not that, not that we shouldn't be – there's a difference between being concerned and in a state of complete panic and like we're – being mindful and being concerned about a global pandemic is great, but yeah, to be yeah. in a state of fear and anxiety, that's not good for your immune system, Absolutely. and it's not good either. Yeah, I saw that same but thing. I and feel like,
0: I don't think that's information I need.
1: I don't control whether I'm going to have a stroke or not. I don't need to know that. No. no, but that's the thing about we and we've talked about this on here before, right? Like the that. Fear sells, right? Sex and fear, both of those things sell a lot. Yes. Um, and what our brain does with fear is, oh, I need more information, and then I will feel safe. And so I get more information from the news, which is all fear-mongering, and then I feel fearful, and then I'm like, oh, I need more information, and then I will feel safe. And that's why CNN and MSNBC and Fox News exist, is because people can do it all day long, and that exactly. stuck in that cycle. I can't do it.
0: I have, no. to, I have to get off of it. Yeah, And even then, you know, but then I also kind of need to keep tabs on what's going. I can't just hermit. You know, I have to keep tabs on what's going on in the world in case there's some fucking breakthrough.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I do one once a day. I look at New York Times once a day and look at all the numbers and then then I'm all done. Yeah, I certainly don't listen to what that dipshit says. Uh, I only know when he says something dumb when everybody's making memes about it. And then I Google it.
0: (laughs) That's what happened to me with the whole fucking ingesting Lysol thing.
1: Yeah. Uh I was like,
0: I was on a work call and I was like seeing all these memes. I'm like, did this, did this idiot actually say that? (laughs) And then I, and then I pulled it up and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. He actually did say that. We're going to put light in your body. First of all, I love this um, article, the headline of this article. Trump suggested swallowing light bulbs and shooting up disinfected to kill the coronavirus. We finna die. <laughs> but this is, this is a quote from him. Oh, great. I'm excited. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just a very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked because of the testing. And then I said, supposing you brought that light inside the body, which Mm -hmm. you could do either through the skin or some other way. Mm -hmm. And I think you said you're going to test that too.
1: Yeah. What now? (laughs) What are you saying? I mean, he's definitely decompensating because, right, like he has to be in a room with people who are notably smarter than him on a daily basis, and his – you know, very fragile little baby ego can't can't yeah. handle it, and he knows that we know that he knows that we know that he's the dumbest person in that room. Yeah. And so right, he's just his. Oh, it's really painful. But the thing again, it goes back to that.
0: Sorry, I just had a little blackout. <laughs> I got like, ew. I started to think about like how dumb it was, and then I was like, I can't. I can't even believe, I'm not even going to make an argument about how this correlates
1: to some other thing, because it's just so fucking bananas. And it's all like, again, like unprecedented, like just completely unprecedented. Nothing like this has ever happened. We've never had a president this dumb. We've never had a president this um, emotionally unstable. It's all unprecedented. I just don't get it. No, it's all Looney Tunes bananas. So- Going back to the question, how's your yeah. sanity, hungry babies? Yeah. <laughs> um, if it's a little wonky right now, that's good.
0: Sure. How's that's your good. sanity?
1: Did you answer it? Um, it's a little up and down. As you mentioned earlier, the anniversary of, of my mommy um, leaving her earthly body uh, is in two days. And so there are times where I get kind of hit by these waves of, like, grief, sadness, darkness. And then, and then my head tries to make sense of it, right? Like, is this because of the anniversary of mom's death or a deadly global pandemic or that I've been inside <laughs> for six weeks? You know, yeah. it's hard to tease apart at some point. Sure. But I think I'm all right. I really appreciate, um, as you know, and as Carlo knows, I need to be busy. I like being busy and I like being useful. So yeah. uh, even though doing Zoom um, therapy is not my favorite, I don't love it. Uh, to be able to do that and to help people is really helpful. It's also kind of interesting. I I feel like I get an inside scoop on how everybody is doing. So I never feel alone in my insanity because I'm talking to people all day long and I'm basically telling people all day long, oh, yeah, you're not alone. Oh, yeah, that's not only you. All, yeah. Right? Like, oh, everybody's feeling this. Everybody's doing this. You know, uh, the amount of times this week I had to say, yeah, there's a lot of people who are drinking every day. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Nobody nobody is that there's most sane, zen, um, self-actualized self at this moment. Yeah.
0: And one of the things I mentioned to you when we first started talking about your Zoom sessions during this time was that, um a lot of times, maybe you're not going through the same thing that your patients are. You're not trying to kick heroin or you're not right overcoming, like you know, not, you're not in the middle of an eating disorder, but now you are in the same thing that I mean obviously your patients are have a wide variety of background and as do you, but you are yeah. also being like, "Yeah, you know, kind of weird. I also um find myself kind of <laughs> uncentered, and <laughs> I
1: too am. In the middle of this trauma, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the uh, this. What's so interesting is this. And when Trump was elected, are the two times that um, my clients ask me every session how I'm doing? Yeah, uh
0: huh. I, I asked my psychiatrist the same thing. Yeah, little kids. I'm like, how are you doing? My God. Yeah. I didn't say it Like that because that's my literal worst nightmare. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little judgmental. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like oh my god how are you doing i literally would die like i literally would jump out the window i literally could not handle that but how are you doing <laughs> Yeah um well the Oh no was- i had that i had that full conversation comparing it to Trump like yeah. i have moments where i'm like just like do 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 it's like a regular Six months ago, work from home day where I'm like getting shit done. I'm watching TV. Everything's going on. I got a thing, a load of laundry in the downstairs, whatever. Everything's fine. And then I go, oh, my
1: God. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Like you forget a little bit. That happens when Carlo and I go for a walk with Gloria. We'll be walking around and then I'll see somebody with a mask on and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Or even even if it happens to me, I'm
0: like, oh, why does that person have a mask? Oh, that's why. Never mind. It's weird very weird. The thing that um always makes the emotion of it come right back up to the top is when I see a little kid with a mask on.
1: Yeah. And then I go, "They have to grow up like this." <laughs> it's true. Although kids are fine. They're very resilient. Exactly. The one thing that I talked about this week that I uh, want to repeat is after 9/11, for those of us who were bo- who were adults during 9/11. Yeah. Everything was different, right? And I think right when that happened, the idea that, like, we couldn't go meet our family members at the gate of an airport or that we had to take our shoes off, like, that all seemed like, what are you talking about? This is insane. We're never going to... But what about my rights? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right, Brenda. What about your rights? Um, But now now we're used to it, right? I mean, it's still dumb. And every time I can't bring a fucking water bottle with two inches of water on, I'm annoyed. Right. But... We're used to it, and so whatever the new normal will be, right? Because this will will change everything in some way. It'll be fine, and we will get used to it. Yeah, yeah. Good point. I agree. Um, Good news is also um, celebrities ain't got shit to do, just like the rest of us. Wow, you guys! Wow, wow, wow. When Amy and I get together, we like look at like uh, us weekly and shit, just to like find some chit chat about celebrity gossip because. You know, nothing brings us more joy than celebrity gossip. Yeah. There's zero celebrity gossip right now. Uh,
0: the most number one thing on more than one site is that uh, Polly D grew a beard. It's true. Polly D, a reality star from a show on MTV a decade ago. Was it a decade ago? Yeah. Grew a beard, and that's the number one trending
1: piece of celebrity gossip. Trending, hot. Hot, hot, hot trending. Hot trending. Yeah, that's all that's happening. Let Celebrity. Go ahead anything. and look that up. Jersey Shore. Oh, I have it right here. Oh, when was it on? When was it on? Oh, she's a little 2009. frozen. 2009. 2009. You were a little frozen. It's fine. 2009. Yeah, 2009. December 3rd, 2009. Uh, just for context, Perez Hilton right now, I mean, that, that queen has nothing to do right now. She has an entire um, Jersey Shore theme going on because of Polly Deed's beard. The entire thing is all Jersey Shore related. Wow, Perez, wow. Nothing could be less relevant right now. But what we're doing is, uh, as Amy and I were talking about before, is we are lowering our standards, friends. Yep. That's what we're doing.
0: We're lowering the standards. I mean, <laughs> mine weren't all that high to begin with, <laughs> but uh, they've they've taken a t- they've taken a turn for the low. I
1: wear the same pants every day.
0: Yeah. Well, I have. Uh, I I will be honest. I have. All right. So I have my polka dot ones. I got my gray breathe on that I talked about last week. Breathe weekend. on, absolutely from Old Navy. Um, I've got the two pairs of leggings from Old Navy. So that's four. Oh, good. And then I've got, oh, I have this old, honestly, if I could buy these Gap leggings again, I would. I bought them, I think, mm. I, think I got them in the, like the year 2000. Wow. Gap. But they have held up. But anyway, I've got a, I've got a solid five pair. Oh, wow. That I rotate. That's way more than me. Yeah, I have, like—I well, mean, I had one when I started this whole bullshit. Oh, and then I was like,
1: oh, I gotta get me some more soft clothes. Well, I feel like soft clothes are with there's certain um, industries that are thriving throughout this thriving soft clothes, alcohol, um, hair uh, at home hair dye. Yes. Um, Carlo just bought um a uh, from China. a hundred nail files for some reason masks oh, yeah. we finally masks. uh we ordered like surgical masks or like whatever yeah. papery ones a oh like ago. disposable ones yeah 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 a month ago we finally got those nice what um I, <laughs> nail
0: files matt in just conversation called it a nail filer and i lost my shit i was like <laughs> so hard i couldn't get over it because <laughs> it reminded me of raper <laughs> Nail filer? It's like, oh, just with your nail filer? I was like my nail filer. Oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem nice. It's not nice. I can't help it, though.
1: Nail filer.
0: Oh, so fun.
1: What I'm noticing is that I look forward to the most dumb things. <laughs> Same. Things that I, you know, and uh, I wanted to say, like, a lot of my clients are talking about, like, I just find myself looking forward to every meal. And I'm like, yes, absolutely, you look forward to every meal because you're both bored and there is the threat of death. So absolutely, you would look forward to every meal. Definitely. Yes, definitely. We were just talking earlier
0: Uh, I think you were going to pee, and Carla was like, What do I want for dinner? And I was like, I know what I want for dinner. I want really shitty Italian food. I want chicken parm, Uh, and I want a Caesar salad that comes to me in a plastic tub. Yes. That with like an open, like I get to open the packet of Caesar dressing. Yes. Put it in there, and and then I, but I I will throw a goddamn fit if those croutons are normal. They got to be soft on the outside and crunchy on the
1: inside. Ken's, Ken's Caesar dressing. Yes, it's Ken's. What I want. That's what I and, want. And preferably, I want between two and five percent of the lettuce to be brown, brown on the edges. Absolutely. Yep. And the uh, Parmesan cheese is like kind of plasticky, like not Definitely. actually pla- Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. A step up from like the powdered kind in the green can sawdust. Yeah. <laughs> just just one one step up from that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We. That's what
0: I want. So I think I'm gonna have that for dinner. So
1: that sounds delicious. We do a vintage movie and nachos on Friday night. Oh, I saw your nachos on your Insta last night. Yeah, Carlo's getting really good with the nachos. Although, next week I want to do a combination of refried and black beans, not all oh, refried. Sir. Yeah. Wow, um,
0: you're really, you're really coming at it from all sides. <laughs> we got very little
1: to do right now. Very little to do. We did watch – I want to say we watched NeverEnding Story, and – um this is kind of going off topic, but I just want to say that children's movies from when we were kids were dark as fuck. Artax! Oh my God. That was in the first like five minutes. I, I can't. It was so sad. It's so sad. Do you remember that the reason why he died? Because he got too sad in the Swamp of Sadness. And so the Swamp of Sadness ate him. Do you remember that? It is so sad. And this is a children's. <laughs> no, I remember that it had to do with sadness, but I didn't know that it. I didn't know he couldn't get out. <laughs> he got too sad in the swamp of sadness. And so the mud literally eats him alive. It is so sad. What? What? Were like watching? It's so awful. It's awful. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I feel like I feel like things that were popular and a part of our childhood would not get greenlit today. Dark Crystal, Willow,
1: all of that's dark as shit. Bambi, stop with that. Also, all of the kids where the the... red fern grows. Oh God, Mrs. Allison in fifth grade cried when she was reading that to us. It is so sad. Black Beauty. Yeah, yeah. Sleeping Beauty is dark as hell. It's all dark. Even the Goonies. Like, that whole thing was that these people were going to kill these children. Yep. Yep. Also, do you remember that every kid's movie, the parents are dumb as fuck and have no clue? Yeah. Yeah. All of the parents are, should, CPS should be called on all 80s parents. All of them. Yeah. Awful. Huh. Well,
0: um, my standard is low. Are we still on that topic? Yep. Um, Because I... Single-handedly, I'm trying to keep all the local restaurants in business. Good for you. Thank you. I'm just ordering out and ordering Thank out. Thank you for your service. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I, like, l- literally no longer care what I look like when I go to the downstairs. Usually, I would put a bra on uh-huh, because nobody needs to see that flopping around. Sure. Um, and now I just don't care. Who cares? I'm going down there and I'm going down there and clothes have
1: stains on there. Yep. And uh, I don't care. I don't think it's, I mean, part of all of this is, you know, we're seeing the inside of everybody's homes. We're seeing how we all live, right? We're on Zoom calls with like people have kids and dogs and cats climbing all over them. Totally. Right. There's a definite lack of boundaries that we have right now.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's kind of nice. Yeah. Oh, I will just
0: go ahead and put a plug, a plug, a plug for my workspace. Um, oh. We put a bunch of fun animal pictures into a Zoom background so you can go and get them if you want for your <gasps> Zoom. How do I find that? All you have to do is go to ifaw.org slash resources, and then you can find the page that has all the Zoom backgrounds on there. Fun. Yeah. But there's a bunch, like, um, you can just Google it also because there are, <laughs> like, you can get, um. The office confessional as a background. You
1: can get. um, I saw that you can be that meme where that white guy is like standing with his boyfriend, but is looking at something else. You can like live in that meme. That's amazing. You can do all of the Bravo um, (gasps) confessionals. So like,
0: you can be in Lisa Vanderpump's house if you want.
1: Oh my God, that is a dream. Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Get it, Zoom. good Good for you, Zoom. Yeah. All right. Do you have um, some moderately noteworthy black news for us? I do. Okay. So this is not fucked up shit because. Well, all right. I'm not
0: going to do a traditional fucked up shit segment this week because um, it's th- the most pressing thing is just, like how COVID is disproportionately affecting people of color and communities of color, yes. uh, which I have talked about two weeks in a row. It's true. It's true. So. <laughs> still valid. It. Still real. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did. I did find like a, a, a kind of a small collection of things that were not worthy of their own segment, but I put them together in a segment called you know, moderately noteworthy things that are affecting black people. Yeah. yeah great. Uh, so the first one I wanted to say is that mama Knowles, Beyonce's mother, Tina yes, Knowles, Tina um, <laughs> is basically calling out the state of Georgia who has decided that they're going to go against all recommendations from any person of intelligence and go <laughs> open the state up again uh-huh um this weekend actually um and i think that the mayor of las vegas is also trying to do the same thing oh my god she's looney tunes bananas yeah she's just gonna open it back up she said just everyone should pretend they have covid and then you know go out so if everyone pretends they have covid and uses the proper um precautions then no one will spread it oh my god i was like if i had covid i wouldn't be going to the casino Uh huh. And getting so, wasted. And getting, getting wasted and spitting on people.
1: She would be so charming if she was like my eccentric aunt. Like, I would be so into that. But the fact that she runs a city is terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. So anyway, she's just calling out. So Tina is like, uh, I
0: know I'm probably going to get like some flack about this, but I find it very interesting that the businesses that Georgia is about to open back up are nail salons hair salons, yeah. um, basically businesses that are either predominantly run by communities of color and disenfranchised communities or are pop or um, populated or what I'm calling the patrons, the patrons patronized by um, communities of color. Yes. Which basically is, and I read somewhere else that this is what this is like. And I have to say like, Oh my God, it is. They are making black people and, and, and
1: brown people, be the canary in the coal mine for this disease. Absolutely. Which they already are. Right. I mean, right. Like we don't need Georgia. We don't need Atlanta to open up its nail salons to realize that people of color are dying of this more often than rich white people.
0: But they're not opening. They're not going to say like, Oh, we're just going to test it out. We're going to open the country clubs. Uh, Right. And see what happens. Why don't we just
1: open the golf courses? And I don't know what other things do white people love tennis courts and like maybe a Ruth's
0: Chris. Totally. See how that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they're not doing that. They're doing hair salons, tattoo parlors, gyms, and barbershops. It's so racist. So that's one thing. So, Georgia, you're on notice. That's gross. And also, I love you, Tina Knowles, For sure. One piece of good news is that the Department of Justice has revised the early release requirements for federal prisoners. So that's good. Oh, good. Um, so it's like if you served... 50% or more of your sentence, you've had 18 months or less remaining, you've served 20, lots of stats. Great. Um, but basically, it's just trying to get, you know, people out. I mentioned <laughs> last time that I have a, a good friend whose husband is in jail right now, um, has, now COVID is going th- around the, around the jail, their camp. Um, uh, horrifying. So disgusting. But let me just read this last text from her. It's heartbreaking. Uh, The prison confirmed to Mark's mom yesterday that they got the recommendation from probation officer for release, but they said they they don't get to make that decision. Of course. Cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Great. mm -hmm. And then he said he'd be back to camp by Monday or Tuesday. So he's not in camp right now. He's in a complete separate facility where he's being isolated because he was exposed to coronavirus. So it's him and this other guy in a cell by themselves where they have a toilet and a sink. And that's it. And they don't get to leave the cell ever. Not like an hour a day. They don't get to go to the yard. They do not get to leave. Oh, God. They, they bring the phone to them so that they can call their loved ones, but not regularly. Uh, my friend went two full weeks without being able to talk to him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so then somebody else is saying that he might be able to go to his go to a halfway house, but he has to just wait and uh, hear back. So for what you were talking about, how um, – Comfort comes from a place of knowledge where you just want to have as much information as you can. That way, you feel like you're in a little bit of control and you have some power over what's happening to you. Yeah. Can you imagine the mental anguish that this person is going through? In jail, can't make phone calls, can't Google can 't research can't talk to a parole officer a probation officer can't assign to the social can't talk to the assigned social worker that is helping him tra- navigate through this whole thing
1: can 't watch if, rachel maddow can't watch anderson cooper
0: <laughs> and can't talk to his two sons yeah, just uh, sit in there
1: horrifying And just
0: let your mind go fucked up and like make you know, and then you have to take a shit in front of someone else and this is somebody who did a made a one tiny little mistake this is not a violent person this is a good a, as you have heard me say a million times, these are good people who yep. have made some, transre- made some transgressions. Right. But then but also, people. they're not violent. They are hardworking family people. They've got right mothers and grandparents and children support. It's just fucked up.
1: It's completely fucked up because this system is completely made. Poverty creates crime. So we keep people of color in poverty and then they, cr- they, commit quote unquote crimes and crimes are completely made up. What is a crime and what is not as crime is completely right. made up by rich white men. And then we're like, Oh, you committed a crime. You're a bad person. Yeah. Oh, but also the entire system was stacked against you the whole time. And it's all right. rigged and it's all a scam. Step your pussy up ice caps. Thank you.
0: Um, all right. So that's one thing. And then I just have two quick more things. <laughs> one is funny and then one is empowering. So the la- the second to last thing is, um, there's a clip, and please, I'll post it on the We Are Still Hungry page when I post this episode so you can see it. But Isaiah Wilson, who is, I don't know, some football player from, I don't even know where, but he was the 29th pick in the NFL draft this week. Uh-huh. Um, he was picked up by the Titans. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know who this woman is. It's his wife, isn't it? I don't think it is his wife. Is it his girlfriend i think it's his wife it's either his wife or his girl i don't i don't know whatever it's some white lady um what <laughs> wanted to celebrate with him and came over and sat on his let's say it is his wife came over and sat on his lap but the way she was positioned covered his entire body yeah she's like completely hugging him or whatever and i'm sure it's a lovely it was a lovely Moment. emotional sentiment and i'm sure it was a great thing but as i as well i say wilson's mom was not having it and she physically removed this woman from her son's lap so her son could be on television, and it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> she was like, get the fuck out of the way, Becky. Then the last thing I wanted to say is that Stacey Abrams, our beloved, beloved politician from Georgia. Love her. Has decided she is going to go in and go hard to candidate, or to make herself a candidate for Joe Biden's vice presidential candidate. Make herself yes. a uh, You know what I mean? Yes. She's doing it. She out there. She trying to get in there. And she said, I mean, Biden has already said that he's going to pick a woman as a vice president. Amen. Um, So now she's saying, uh, I appreciate that. He's lifted up women being a necessary partner in this. I would like to share your concern about not picking a woman of color because women of color, particularly black women are the strongest part of the democratic party, the most loyal, but that isn't necessarily just because of how we vote. It's how we work. And if we want to signal that that work is going to continue, we got to reach out to certain segments of the community. But we need a ticket that reflects the diversity of America.
1: Yes, Stacey. Yes. Uh, yes, Stacey
0: Abrams. So yes, that would. I mean, I love Kamala, and I would love to have her be in there. But I also love or a Stacey Abrams. Warren, I love her. Or, or or Lizzie Warren. Sure, love her. But I do love a Biden Abrams uh, ticket. Oh.
1: I love Stacey Abrams. That would be be incredible. Yeah, totally. If I have to vote for Joe, I want to also be voting for Stacey.
0: Yeah. And then if Joe decides in a couple of months he's not into it anymore and wants to step down.
1: Thank you. Then we have a black woman president.
0: (gasps) A fat fat black woman president.
1: I will. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine?
0: That'd be fine with me. You remember
1: when Obama won and we were just walking down the street being like, we have a black president, you guys? (laughs) So great. God, that was great. Yeah, that was great. It was really delicious. All right. So that sums up my... I love all that. ...neurotic, rambling, incoherent segment. No, not at all. Um, Great. So my fat phobic disaster this week is some bitch named Mary. What? So uh, Tracy Hinson is um, an adorable white lady who is a meteorologist in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, at KSDK in St. Louis. SDK? And wasn't that like a uh, like a serial killer? KSDK?
0: No, uh, SDK. Oh, maybe. I think it was like the SDK killer. Or I could be confusing that with a made-up serial killer on Law & Order. Perhaps. I'll Google that while you talk. Okay.
1: So Tracy is super cute and obviously very smart because she's a meteorologist. And um, she does the weather report every day. And so some bitch named Mary uh, wrote in and asked this question of Tracy after watching her uh, give the weather report. Okay. Mary says, do you ever watch yourself giving the weather report? Seems that you need a girdle for the stomach overhang, which shortens the front of your dress. Today was not the first time I have noticed your stomach. Maybe you should wear a top that covers the bulge in your stomach. Mary. <laughs> Mary. Whose man's is this? <laughs> Whose man's is this?
0: Somebody come collect Mary. Somebody come get Mary. Oh. So wow. I know. Can you, you imagine know what we gotta check it and say that she is
1: probably projecting her own, absolutely. Her own discomfort absolutely onto this, this meteorologist? This is her own self-hatred. This is her own self-loathing. This is her own fat phobia. So, Mary, I hope you get the help you need. But, but also, also, what's our motto for 2020? Cope better. Get your shit together. Your discomfort with Tracy's stomach is not about Tracy. <laughs> right. It's about you, and it's about you talking to Jesus about your own relationship with your body. It is Tracy not doesn't about, need it. Tracy's yeah. not
0: involved in this situation.
1: And Tracy knows that, so listen to Tracy's response. Ooh, can't wait. Tracy Hinson responded on Twitter. She said, Dear Mary, Yes, I do watch all of my Air Checks. Capital N-O. No, I will not be strapping myself into a girdle because you don't like my belly. I like pasta, bread, and cheese too much to obsess over my weight. And I like my body, and that's all that matters. Love, Tracy. Oh! Get it, Tracy. Bravo! Well done. Yeah, bravo. Um, Also, she got... I mean, I understand that you have to be relatively attractive to be on TV, right? Like, look around. Yeah. Um, but she's a meteorologist, right? She's she actually scientist first, yeah. Television person second. She's a smart woman. Uh, so Tracy, I love your response so much. Yeah. I also want to say, in terms of all of and I, you know, I I don't have a. Um, a really intense fatphobic disaster because I've already talked about right. <laughs> over and over and over all the fatphobic <gasps> bullshit that's on social media right now. Yeah. We have to stop talking about body shape, you guys. We just – I need you to unfollow everyone. I who did says, that this week. Great. Unfollow everyone who says anything about how – fat we're going to be once we're out of quarantine. You're going to unfollow everyone who talks about the fact that you should be watching what you eat or not eating emotionally during quarantine. Fuck all of that nonsense. Yeah. And like I put out, I um, I tweeted this week, were your body, which it probably won't because your body is smarter than you and knows what size it wants to be, so it probably won't even do this, but were your body to get a little softer or bigger while we are all fighting a deadly pandemic and it survives a deadly pandemic. That is a win. Yeah. That is precisely what we need to be doing. That is good. And that is health. Yes. That is what health is. Did you not get coronavirus? Then you stayed healthy. Yes. Then your body did precisely what it needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So off all the germs, bitches. Exactly. So thank you, Tracy. I love you. I'm going to, um, I'm going to tag her in this. Yeah, good. She's adorable.
0: Where did you say that was from? Somewhere in the Midwest, Ohio? St. Louis. Missouri. 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 Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Well, good. I love that, Tracy. And Mary, go take several seats.
1: Yeah. S- several. <laughs> several.
0: <laughs> um, I did Google it, and in fact, the SDK killer was a made-up serial killer on Law & Order SVU. <laughs>
1: Carlo says, Carlo's right here. He says, no, SDK is a real killer. The BTK, bind, torture, kill. BTK killer. Isn't that a um, K-pop band? BTK. think so. Dennis Rader. Dennis Rader is the BTK killer. That's real. So the SDK was Oh, on that's, there. I confused I myself. Name of a
0: steakhouse.
1: SDK is the name of a steakhouse?
0: <laughs> I can see I
1: I'm fucked up guys. BTS is a k-pop band and BTK <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has got me all fucked up. So what's who's the real murder who's the real serial killer? And Louis CK is a guy who likes to take his dick out to women comedians. Stop. I think we're all done. I think that about uh, ST no what's BTK is a real killer. Okay. He's Great. Because he's in jail. Dennis. He's in jail. Dennis Raider. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Do you have some recommendations, Amy Bridges?
0: Uh, I do. Great. I have two. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the first. We can switch We can swip swap. Swip swap? No. Let's do switch swap. Sure. Just keep it going. <laughs> um, my first is the mini series on, net, mini series, on Netflix called uh, Waco, which describes mm-hmm. the horrible incident at Waco when the ATF raided this compound by a crazy, um, cult leader, David trash who had a bunch of babies with uh, a bunch of different women. And it wasn't like super great what they were doing, but they were just minding their own goddamn business. Yeah. And, um, I really had not paid very much attention to this when it happened, but, um, to see it from, I don't know from the sort of the inside of this, and I'm not really sure kind of what perspective the uh, filmmaker is trying to go with, but it's kind of making me turn into like a crazy government-hating libertarian, which I'm okay with. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's very good, and it's got Michael Shannon in it, and it's got um, a couple other noteworthy people, and the one the guy who plays David Kresh, I can't think of his name right now, but he's oh, they re re it's a reenactment. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It's not a um. It's oh. not a documentary. It's a it's a a mini series, Paula.
1: <laughs> a mini series like *Shogun*. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. It's very good. Awesome. Okay.
0: Yeah, Great. So it's, a, it's a television program. Pro a program as a program uh, a murder program, as uh, Leslie jo- Leslie Jordan would say. Mm-hmm. A murder program.
1: That sounds good. Yeah. Um, I would like to recommend *Shit's Creek* final season. <sighs> I haven't watched. So the first half of the final season, it's a little it's a little slow to get going cuz you can see that they are gearing up for what's going to happen. Yeah. And so this is what happened with Carlo and me watching it. Like the, the first half of the first of the last season, we're like, "Okay, you know what? I'm kind of I'm kind of ready for it to just end yeah. cuz it's like being drawn out but then the final two episodes we were like weeping and then I dreamt about Moira Rose and woke up thinking about it it was like (laughs) so sad that it's over but the um the last two episodes are tremendous so heartwarming and lovely and wonderful and now I miss them so much yeah I can't wait to watch I mean I guess I can wait to watch because
0: I've had the power to do so this whole time and I just haven't done it yet um because I subconsciously don't want it to end but I wanted not want it to end. Yeah. I, I did this in, um, in, uh, within your spirit. I posted that thing on um, Instagram the 22 seconds of uh, Moira Rose saying, Bebe. Ah, oh, so good. Do the line. Do the line.
1: Where is Bebe's chamber? <laughs> so good. So good. Where is Bebe's
0: chamber? Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh, it's so perfect.
1: And I think you may have seen pictures on, on the interwebs already that she as the, um, she does the wedding between the final episode is the okay. wedding between David and Patrick and yeah. she um, officiates the wedding and it is precisely as Moira Rose perfect as you want it to be. It's so brilliant. Oh, I can't wait. So good. Okay. Good, good, good. Um,
0: Oh, and then my second recommendation is new music by LP. I love
1: this little person.
0: Yeah. Um, she's this crazy little prolific songwriter who's written songs for a bunch of different people. Backstreet Boys. Who else did I mention earlier?
1: Uh, um, Leona Lewis, Rita Ora.
0: Yeah, tons of people. Yeah. Um, but she had um, she had a song that was featured in a commercial years ago, like maybe 10 years ago. And I became obsessed with her then, and then um, she put out new new music this week, and it's really great.
1: Um, yeah, Carla loves her. She's a yeah. weird little Italian lesbian. Yeah, her voice is um,
0: like we were talking about earlier that like she doesn't she definitely doesn't have the um, she doesn't look like a traditional pop star. So Carlo oh. was like, "Is that shitty that like she doesn't look like a pop star?" So like the music industry didn't have anything for her, so she had to just go ahead and write songs for other people, which I fully completely yeah. agree with. Sure. But also, her voice is probably not for everybody. Yeah. But I love it, and if it's I love it too. with you, and you like it, you will dig the music. It's really good.
1: Yeah, she's like a smaller Italian Tignataro with crazy hair. Yeah, I can see that. But with an amazing, I like her voice a lot. It's like a little Macy Gray ish. Yeah, it's real nasally. Yeah. Um, but the tone is great. I really, yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah, LP. Did you have another one? No, that's it.
0: Oh, my God. You only had one, and I had two. That never happens. That never happens.
1: Yeah, I don't – we have to start a new series. We finished It's Creek, so we have to start a new series now. And you finished Broadchurch. So my my
0: dad um, is, like, all up on this series called Wentworth, which is about a a woman in Australia going to prison. Oh. Which I was like, this is just the Australia orange is the new black. So I don't know, but my dad is adamant that we watch it, so – Okay. I might be trying that one on for size.
1: I love the Aussies. I love, I just love them. Yeah. Great. I think that's it. All right. All right. I hope that,
0: uh, able to cut out a lot of the shit that I went off the rails with. (laughs) I, you know, I, it's not, I think I'm just too in my head. I had one glass of wine. It's not like I got drunk and couldn't.
1: No, you're not wasted. (laughs) (laughs) It's a rough time. I'm just doing the best I can. We all are. We all are. Um, we love you hungry babies.
0: Yeah. Stay hungry. And please come to us. Oh, and thanks a lot to whomever nominated us. Um, oh yeah. For Washingtonian problems, which is an Instagram um, account, which is really funny and witty. And I love It's so cute. It's so great. And I've been following them for a while. And all of a sudden they did a, um, like a p- podcast roundup on their stories and we were in it. Uh, Thank and so a work much. friend. Yeah. A work friend pointed it out. And I was like, Oh my God. Did you do this?" She's like "No, I'm like, no of course you didn't. I don't uh, know who nominated us. No idea. Ah, the mystery.: but if You're wrestling Right the
1: now. Trick. Kind person, and you were the one that nominated us. Please identify yourself so we know who you are. Text me. Yeah. And you know, hungry babies, hang in there, do whatever you got to do. Yeah, just do whatever you got to do. Yeah. yeah, And also
0: I know that like I mean, I'm not definitely not in my podcast routine a lot these days. I haven't listened to my favorite murder in a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to let you guys know that we do have two amazing guests on the lineup. Yeah, the next couple of
1: weeks, so I think you're gonna be really into it. So yes, and go listen to Carson uh, if you haven't already. He says there's a beautiful morning dove behind you. I know that dove Sorry. just came and hung out. Nature ch- doves are
0: everywhere. I have t- not one but two friends who are monitoring um, morning dove nests at their house. Nature is so excited that we're inside.
1: That's this is that's what this is. Oh, your tattoo. Um. All right, we love you, hungry babies. Hang in there. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. well